House of Words podcast. We are your hosts. This is Nicole. And Armani here. Dexter here. And this week we are talking about the new HBO series, Lovecraft Country. So it just premiered this past Sunday on HBO. And this is a new weekly series from Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. First off, okay. So there's that already kind of stamp of it on there. (laughs) It is classified as a horror, sci-fi, drama. Yeah. Yeah, those things. So Lovecraft Country is based on a book by, I. does anyone have the guy's name who actually wrote the book? Matt Ruff. Good job. (laughs) Because I looked it up earlier and I didn't write jot it down anymore. You lit for that. Ten points to Hufflepuff, uh, Gryffindor. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, whatever. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> My bad. The book Lovecraft Country, in the title, we have Lovecraft, which if you're not familiar with who H.P. Lovecraft is, he's an old racist writer from the 30s. Um, he is the creator of the Cthulhu series. Do either of you follow any of that Cthulhu shit? No. Is that a game? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so um, it is a game now, but it was a book. So back in the 30s, he wrote this like sci-fi kind of horror stuff that influenced people like Stephen King and Guillermo del Toro. Stranger Things, like the monster from Stranger Things. Um, When the show was first announced and it was based on a book, I downloaded the book on Amazon because I was like, all right, I want to check out the book before the show starts. I did not at all listen to the book before the show started. Didn't happen. But I was like, how could you use H.P. Lovecraft's name in the title of a book that he didn't write and I had to pay somebody money? But evidently, like, back in the 30s, like, he created this whole Lovecraft group. So there was, like, a lot of people who drew from the whole Cthulhu. Cthulhu, so have y'all seen any Cthulhu stuff? No, I think I've seen the video game. And that's it. All right, it's like that big octopus-looking fucking thing, which they had in uh, the show. Aquaman? It looks like an octopus. It has tentacles. It looks like a squid or an octopus. Yeah, so like the, the monster in Aquaman. Very monster. Stranger Things-ish. Got yes. It. At the end of the day, there was this group of Lovecraft writers, so it was pretty common for people to add to the mythos or whatever, so not surprising that, like, the, why... Why this was called that. So anyway, fast forward. Um, H.P. Lovecraft wrote a bunch of books during a time period when the world was racist, but he was really racist. And this book follows black folk. So I thought that was interesting. Knowing before, once I seen the trailer for the series and knowing that about him, I thought, okay, this is interesting. Did he write a book about black people or no, had nothing to do with him itself, but whatever. Okay. So, Show, Sundays, HBO, little backstory. Now, show has a lot of familiar faces in it. Some not so familiar faces in it. Mm-hmm. We uh, have uh, Journey Smollett. You won't stop there. You're just not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's going to throw her name out there. Nothing else. Not that she's been working, working lately. Uh, I haven't seen her in anything as of late. She was in Birds of Prey. Oh, I, I didn't watch Birds of Prey. I just haven't watched it yet. It's on HBO. You should watch it. It was actually a pretty good movie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Same. 
and better than I heard it was. But I got you. Uh, Courtney B. Vance is in it. Uh, Angela Bass's husband. Mm-hmm. He plays the uncle. Yes. Uncle Uncle George. <laughs> uncle George. Uh, Jonathan Majors plays Atticus Freeman. If you're a Tequila Bockingbird fan, then you already loved that name. Because that's the first thing I thought I was like, his name's Atticus. He's named their kids Atticus after that book came out. But cool. <laughs> Who else do we have in this? Some other familiar faces. Uh, Anjanu Ellis who was in Quantico. That's what I recognize her from, Quantico. She's in other things, too. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Omar from The Wire. Yes. He is, plays the dad. Yes. We He's see a father. A, ooh, we saw but a picture of him in this first yeah, episode. Yeah, they showed a picture of it. It was weird how they showed that picture. Like It's weird how they didn't show any of him, but they made sure they showed you that picture so that you knew, I don't know, HBO Tactics. Yes, yes. All right, so let's let's get into the show. Um, it starts with Atticus coming back from the war. He's heading back to Chicago. He's on a bus, and it takes place in segregated Jim Crow middle, Midwestern? Chicago's in the Midwest. Yeah. So Midwest in the Jim Crow era time in the U.S. Um, bus breaks down. <laughs> this is my first note on this. So... He's talking to this lady on the wait, bus. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to completely negate the fact that he had a crazy, wacky dream ah. for the first 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I totally did overlook that. Um, so, okay. So this is one of those examples, or was it an example of showing the end at the beginning of the series? Because it opens up with Everything very Lovecraftish. The whole big Cthulhu octopus thing. You've got UFOs. You've got space shit. You've got this big old otherworldly sci-fi fight scene going on, and Jackie Robinson beating the shit out of <laughs> monsters. Yeah. Um. Do we think this is the end being shown at the beginning of the series? When did no. Jackie Robinson die? Are we, are we betting on Jackie Robinson also being there? No. Actually, like, <laughs> 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 no. What I'm, what I, what I gathered from it is these are things in his subconscious. So um, it's obvious that he has some sort of uh, natural something is going on with him and his family. Um, we'll find out that later, but. What I'm saying is you could tell that he has something inherently in him for him to have those weird dreams. Um, I think Jackie Robinson just happens to be his hero and him saving the day because he likes baseball probably has a little bit to do with it. I don't think we're going to see Jackie Robinson later in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that he just happens to dream about Jackie Robinson and he saved the day because he's his hero. Why he's dreaming about the things that he is dreaming about, I don't know, but it looked very apocalyptic. Yes, I'm, I'm going to take it as he's just a nerd, and this is the kind of things that nerds think about when they're already reading some kind of like sci-fi thing. So, okay, so yes, it opened up with his, his dream. So, we get the very sci- some very sci-fi stuff straight out the gate. He wakes up, he's on a bus, 
And this is when it brings us to we're in a segregated time period because he was in the back of the bus and there was a very clear sign that said colors only pass his point. Um, he told the, the lady what he was reading, right? Did he tell her what he was reading? When did he tell someone what he was? It was. It was late on the bus. He told her he was reading a book that starred. Actually, you may have told us after the bus broke down, they got off the bus, but whatever. He's reading a book about a Confederate soldier who was like a hero or whatever. Because mm-hmm. the lady was like, why the fuck are you reading that? And he's, they're no heroes or whatever. He was like, well, he was an ex-Confederate soldier. And he was like, those people are never ex-anything. Like, if that's what you are, that's what you are type thing. And he was, he made a great point about the people in books not necessarily being like your heroes, but you just like, they give you hope and things like that. It was worth noting that when they got off of the bus, it looked like everyone else that transferred off of the bus got onto a truck and him and the black lady that he was walking with were the only ones that were walking. Everybody else got a ride somewhere else. Did nobody help her get her bag off the bus? I was like, oh, this is racist. <laughs> like, we're going all the way. Yeah, we're going all the way racist with this. Um, I do want to note... Never mind, I'll note it at the, at the end. We'll save that for later. He also um, was very ex- he was very excited that he said something about leaving the Jim Crow area, I guess, which I didn't know Chicago was that. However, hey, was he from Chicago specifically? Yes, because he was Cause going he back, came home. back home. Yes, and Where there was something from? about leaving Kentucky. I don't know. I know they passed through Kentucky because he get he, like he put up his middle finger when they passed the sign said leaving Kentucky. Yeah, and I think I th- he wasn't in Chicago. I think he was down south, and he left to come back up here, and then he went to his uncle's house. Yes. And I think that that's the journey from his uncle's house in Chicago to wherever in New England they're going. Yes. So. We get introduced to his uncle, his Courtney B. Vance, and his aunt, who's played by, just said her name, and totally forgot. And then their niece, or their daughter, I guess, so his cousin. Um, We meet them, and then we find out that his dad is missing, so he's going to go. He got this letter from his dad about their family history, and, like, that he went out there to investigate their family history, and he found some stuff, and but they haven't heard from the dad again. Dad being Omar from The Wire. When they're in this bookstore, they make a reference to an H.P. Lovecraft poem called uh, The Creation of Negroes. Or The Creation of Niggers is what it's called, point blank period. That's what the actual poem is called. Because they were looking through books and he made a, a reference to that. So they got it out there pretty early. Like they brought up Lovecraft pretty early. And the fact that he was very racist was addressed early on in the series. Like, early on in the show. Period. They let you know know real early. Like, this is a fantasy show, and you're going to deal with some racial tension. Like, they let you know that within the first ten minutes of the show. Like, quick. Yeah, which I think they had to do because Jordan Peele is a very smart person. So, I feel like anyone who was going to watch this show, because it is mainly black people are going to watch the show, know that Lovecraft is racist. 
So it's like you're you're wanting us to buy into a black show with this racist ass white man's name in the title. Why? If you hadn't read the book and if you didn't know shit about the book, yes, they got that out of the way pretty quickly. We meet Jenny Smollett's character, Letitia. Letitia and her sister are singers. She was in town trying to find a job. She needed a place to stay. Did it say like where she came from or where she had been at before she got to Chicago? I swear they did say like that she was somewhere, but it 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 makes it seem like she was known, uh, like she was notorious there in that area. However, I realized that you know because she looked like she was a star and that she was coming back from somewhere to you know from her stardom. However, you realize afterwards that she's broke and <laughs> she ain't come from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> out here a a rolling stone so right and her and her sister sang together in the church so people like knew them from that because she made that comment about how they're not these church girls anymore and they've outgrown that or whatever um and we got to hear jerry smollett sing which we got to hear her singing birds of prey as well or she sang birds of prey she played canary in birds of prey yes she did play the canary in birds of prey he decides that he's gonna go find his dad and his uncle's like, I'm going to come with you. We're going to go up to Lovecraft Country. Now, Lovecraft Country is in Massachusetts. There is a town called, what was it called? Arkham? Artem? Art, Artem. Artem. Artem, Massachusetts. It's based off of several real places in Massachusetts. And Lovecraft gave it this fictional name in his books or whatever. Um, uncle says he's going to go. And Letitia, why did she go? Why did they take her word? Well, remember the they opened the book, and he said, I'm going here. And when he pointed at where he was going, there was a Grim Reaper on the little map that they pointed to. And that's why I think he was like, yeah, I'm going with you or whatever. She went because she had to go to her brother's house, which was halfway. Okay, because in the two times that we watched this, I did not either time like see that. And after the second time, I was just like, why was she there? Like, Why did she decide to go on this road trip with this dude who she knew back in the day? And his uncle. What else? What else? Yeah, she might have she wanted to stay, but they got in, you know, they got into it. So Who got into it? Her and her brother, when they finally got there, oh, they got yeah. into it. So maybe yeah. they might have been, maybe she was supposed to stay. Okay. So she wanted to go. She was planning on getting off halfway. So we start this journey. <laughs> and they're on the road <laughs> traveling <laughs> from Chi-Town to Massachusetts. Now. Interesting thing worth noting in this, and I love that this is brought up in this show. This entire traveling takes place in the northern half of the United States. So above the Bible Belt, where a lot of people think at this point in time, like, oh, it's the north. And they're not that racist. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no slavery in the north. The slaves were free and it's a great place to be. I actually like that this show points out just how racist the North really is. Because I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like, a lot of people think that the North is, like, this great place. But it's probably... I feel like it's more outwardly racist in the North than it is in the South. Having lived in Texas for so long. Like, I've encountered more racism in Jersey than in Texas. Wow. When it it comes to white people. To be honest. Because I feel like there's just... The Northeast especially is just way more outspoken about their shit. Like, if they don't like it, they're not going to sugarcoat it. In the South, they'll just not 
they'll act like it's what it's what or they'll avoid it. The North is way more open about it. Yeah, we mad entitled. Facts. And I think I read somewhere like Pennsylvania, I think, has the largest group of the clan or concentration of like the clan mm-hmm. outside of the South too. So I mean um, they say outside of Philadelphia it's it's different in Pennsylvania. Very true. So Yes, that is one thing this this show does shine a light on, is that the North ain't as pretty as people want to make it seem like it was during the Jim Crow era. Anyway, so they start this trip, and the first town... Okay, actually, let me back up. Before they start this trip, we get music by Tierra Whack. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm excited about. Um, she has been on like nine different HBO shows, like her songs have been featured on everything. So I'm just like, all right, she out here getting that money. Mm-hmm. She getting that HBO money. Yes. But why the fuck was that song in this episode? I don't understand. It made no sense. He was walking <laughs> in, that was when he was walking into the little club and he was looking for the guy. He met some guy named Tree that he acted like didn't exist almost. And then he walks in the back to meet the owner of the club. And he was getting topped off in the back. Yeah, by a dude. That seemed like a very unnecessary scene, too, to be honest. Like, I didn't understand why that was there. But what else? Okay. Just letting you know he was which way he flew. And that he was a dirty little man because he liked to do it outside. <laughs> which I, mean, I guess in that time period, where else were you going? I mean, I guess you could have went in the bathroom. But anyway, we don't need to get into that part. Not at all. <laughs> like any relevance on the show, but it was just like, insert random black gay guy. Yeah, it was weird. It was right before the singing part with Letty and Ruby Baptiste, which was her sister's name. Yeah, but that Tia Wax song did not belong in this episode. Like, okay, so there's actually a term for when books, movies use things that don't fit the actual time period. I don't remember what it's called, but I know there is a term for that. And this was an example of, like, this song just was not well-placed at all. But anyway, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that felt out of place. What did y'all think about that? I don't exactly remember which song was playing. Hmm? I said I don't exactly remember which song was playing. It was, you said which song? Yeah. Um, It was, um, oh, God. Which song was it, Dexter? I don't, I don't know that song outside. Uh, Get Like Me Now. That one. Oh. So it was just not. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Everybody would get like, you know, that one. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, why, you know, anyway. why? In, in a movie, in a show that it's so, the setting, the time, like, they're so perfect at everything. It's just ill-placed. And I guess that's probably why I bring it up, because there's later, there's music later on in the show or throughout the show that actually fits the time that's created or recorded by like modern artists. Like we couldn't have her recreate a blues song or something like that. Or she has the voice for it. Exactly. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause the song at the end, I believe is Alice Smith singing, but anyway, so they start their journey. The first town they get to as they're traveling, I did not write the name of it. Does anybody have the name of the first town they get to? Well, before they got to Simmonsville, which is where the fire department was, they were at the gas station, and the dudes were doing the monkey gestures. 
yes, they encounter, <laughs> stop at the gas station, they encounter crazy racist white people. There's a theme mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's, that starts here. Uh, yes. And what was the name of the town? With the pride well, for Simmonsville, because he, 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 he threw a banana peel at the dude, which was very interesting that he had a banana while the guy was... Maybe that's why I was calling him a monkey. Then I think about it. Duh. Uh, however, they they were riding past Simmonsville Fire Department, and it was such a dramatic thing. Like it would have been nothing. However, they made sure that you saw uh, Tick's perspective on the fire department, and you made sure that they showed you the perspective from the guys that were sitting down and seeing them riding past. It was extra dramatic. It was, and I didn't understand why. I just thought, it's like, okay, well, we're just we're, it's pacing. We're kind of building up this journey. Yeah, I thought it was trying to set the tone of the show. Yeah, just racist white folk. <laughs> um, they get to a diner in what was it called, Simmonsville? Is that what the name of the town was? Yes. Okay, so they get to a diner, and they sit. They walk. Well, first they walk in, and the dude behind the white guy behind the counter was like looking at them. He was younger, and of course, there's an older white guy at the counter being served and the three black people walk in and it I got you. Course, there was no signs that said whites only or blacks only or anything like that again because we're in the north so that thing segregate there is no segregation in the north that's what it is so they walk into this restaurant and they're just like hey we want to eat and they're looking at them like the fuck are y'all doing here like Okay, y'all must be lost. But they didn't say anything. They sit down. Old white guy at the counter gets up, promptly leaves. And the young white guy is just like looking baffled like he's never seen black people before. Is how he was looking at them. Uh, Gives the menu and then exits stage left. Now, as soon as the white dude left the restaurant, I thought to myself, he's going to get more white people. Yep. I was like, it's a mob scene about to happen. Yeah, I was like, he's not just going to leave quietly. And it'd be cool. Um... Now, I will tell you, I'm going to be honest, like this scene, prior to Letitia getting up and going to the bathroom, I didn't like, it just, it almost felt like forced to me. Because they're sitting there and they're talking and he's looking around at like random shit. Like he's looking at the, like um, Atticus was looking at like the wall. Why would the wall being white be a thing? Like, I got you. Okay, you see, see where I'm going with this? Like, I got this you. Like... But I'm about to, I'm, I got you. I'm going to hold you down. All Go right? Ahead. So, when they got there, first of all, they didn't just go there. It wasn't a random place. They were they were looking for a place named Lydia's. They said it was a red brick building. I'm going to say that again because you probably got to edit that out. They were looking for a place named Lydia's, and it was a red brick building. And that building... It didn't have that name there anymore. When they walked up, he said, ah, that ain't Lydia's no more. And they said it was whatever name. And he was like, ah, it don't matter. They still probably got food in there. That was your first inclination that something was different. You know what I mean? Now, the reason why it was a white wall is because there was probably stuff on that wall. That's, they signified that that's the whole reason why he asked him. He said, uh... Why is the White House white? And he said it's to cover up all of the burnt areas because they burnt Lydia's down. 
Yes, actually, that's um, so it was worth noting also that they pulled out the Green Book, which we actually watched the movie The Green Book. And if you're not familiar with The Green Book, it is in segregated South and I guess in segregated times period. There was a book that was published that black people could buy, so they knew where to stop to get food, hotels, gas. It's like they knew the good places, the places that were friendly and safe for colored people to go. So that's where they found that restaurant. You're right. That's why when they walked in there and they were like, this should be a place that welcomes us because it was in the green book. So that was right. And I like that we got some history as far as why the White House is white. Um, And right after that part, they looked down at the floor and he had moved his foot and like the tile had went back and you could see the burnt area under the tile. So they had tiled it right over the burnt area. And that was around the time when Shorty came out from the back running. Yeah, it's like, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, because they heard something like the dude was on the phone talking to somebody and he was just like, oh, what you did to. So I think he said Lydia's right. Yeah. Or he said the under there, whatever. Okay. And as they are hauling ass to the car, around the corner comes the white mob that starts chasing them with... And weren't they in a cop car, too? Were they in a cop car? I believe they had sirens on them. Did that car have sirens on that, Dexter? Can't remember. Okay. Um, all cars in the South at that point looked like that. Um, <laughs> or back in that day, not in the South. Uh, look like that. So they're chasing them. So we get a car scene or chase scene with a shootout. Um, Leticia's driving, hauling ass, and they're barely getting away. And this silver car comes out of nowhere and jumps in between them and the car that's chasing them. Now, Dexter, you said you've seen this car earlier in the show. I thought you had made a comment while we were watching it about it being a car that he's seen at some point earlier in the show. Somewhere. No, that car is later on in the show, and the time we're talking about right now is the time when the we saw the seen. car. Yeah. Okay. However, that they did, I think you realize <clears throat> who he was talking to earlier, and when he decided to make a move out there, he called somebody, and they picked up the phone. He didn't say anything. They asked who it was, he said, and then she said, Tick. And then she said, you went home, didn't you? You shouldn't have. And he hung up the phone. I believe that was her. Well, that explains why when he saw her, because you're about to explain how they did some Zeke shit and skidded in front of him. And then she got out the car. And as soon as he seen her, he was like, go, 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 go. Like, he knows her from somewhere. The uncle? The white girl. Oh. No, no, I'm saying, who said go? He said go, because he was Atticus, because he wasn't driving. He was in the back. Got it. Now, it is important to note that when they were chasing this car, and they came to this intersection, and they, like, sped up, and then she got in between them with the vehicles and did this whole Fast and Furious shit, the car that was chasing them came nowhere near that silver car and it flipped over it and upside down. Like there was a force field around that car. That's exactly what it looked like. So insert more sci-fi stuff here. Um, They get away, they continue on their journey. And they get to Letitia's family's house and then there's this big argument ensues and that is why Letitia continues with them on their journey. So who was that? Was that her brother that she was arguing with? 
Okay. So she's arguing with her brother. They've got family drama. We learn Letitia's got more family shit with her. Or whatever. Um, they fix the back window and they continue on their journey. The next town that we encounter on this journey is called what? Or County. Anybody got the name of it? I think they hit Devon County at that point. Yes, Devon County. I have it in my own notes. Um, so they get into Devon County. They get pulled over by this cop early, very early evening. Okay, I was. <laughs> yeah, it was like six fifty. Okay. And go ahead. Do you remember? <laughs> you keep going into it, and I'm like, do you remember the part when like they were outside of the car looking for? They were looking for a, a road that they couldn't find. It was an off road because they were going into the middle of nowhere. And they were looking for an off-road, and then the cop pulled up because they were talking. Yeah, there was a lot of shit that we missed because there was a... And I'm not, you know, saying go back. I'm just saying when they went to the brother's house, he was talking to them because he did some research for them. He was talking about the witches and shit, and he was like, you know, it was like a witch town. And, of course, Salem is... Salem, Massachusetts is the location of the Salem witch trials, and his uncle was like, oh, well, that's just all bullshit, basically. It's all right. made up stories and stuff. So okay. we're getting more like history backstory of the the Massachusetts area. But people game, that's when they talked about Eustace Hunt. And for some reason, Atticus knew about Eustace Hunt already. And that came up later on before they, you know, made that move to get to the Sundown State or whatever they call it, the Sundown County. Yes. Okay. So they get pulled over and the cop who again answer a racist person. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like, hey, so what are y'all doing out here? And they're like, we're just, you know, we're lost. We're trying to find our way because they were like, we drove through here many times. And he was like, have you ever heard of a sundown town? And they're like, yeah, of course they're black. They know what a sundown town is. Basically, a sundown town is if you're black, you don't get caught here, you know, after sundown, you get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, well, this is a sundown county. If the sun was down, he would have every right to hang them from the tree. And they're like, we're, we're going to get the hell out of here. And can you just point us in the right direction? He was like, yep, you need to go back that way. So they're like, cool, they're going to get in the car. And of course, he has to go out of his way to make Atticus beg. Yeah, after straight up telling him he was going to lynch him. The exact words were, <laughs> pretty please let this smart nigga make a U-turn and I <laughs> might let you. Like, yo, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because he got, you know, he got smart and asked him if he could take a U- he could do a U-turn. And dude was like, ha ha. He's smart because he would have pulled him over for doing a U-turn, which is crazy. Could you imagine getting pulled over by a cop today, making that U-turn that he's supposed to? It don't matter. You can kind of do whatever you want after you got pulled over. You just got pulled over. But could you imagine getting pulled over for the U-turn after you got pulled pulled over? over. Yeah, for some other shit. And basically, like like you only got so like the sun goes down at seven o'clock, so. You've got they like. They said you can't go north. And you're like, he told like him you can't go seven. north. He said you might be able to make it south. You might. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, bump the speed. back of your car the whole way there, yo. Yeah, because he told me like, if you speed, I'm gonna have to pull you over again. And you're definitely not gonna make it. Yeah. So was, that shit was very stressful for me. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> uh, reliving the moment. Yo, that shit is serious stuff. Like I know y'all watched it and felt like the same anxiety, but it's. That shit was real deal. There's no reason why that should be a thing. And not only is that a thing, but it was common. And there's people like that today. Stress. Sheesh. 
That shit was stressful, B. <laughs> it was. It was ridiculous. And it's just, again, I, I, I like how they made it up so many points, so many beats that we're in the North and this shit is not that different from the South. Like, don't let... Don't let above the Mason Dixon line fool you. There's people are still fucking racist, like racist, racist in the north in these towns, especially the small backwoods towns, which is you know pretty shitty. So they do make it across the tracks just in time, and like you said, as they're trying to get out of town, the cop turns around, like he follows them and starts bumping the back of their car. He's not even being discreet about the fact that he's trying to fuck with them. At this point, they should have pulled that gun out and just shot him. Well, I mean, he had Letitia. <laughs> he had Letitia get the gun. Now that's true. They could have killed him, and maybe no one would have noticed. But these are good black folk. Like <laughs> they're not exactly, you know, killers. Um, they were just trying to, you know, get to where they was going. So they're getting they make... away with it. Huh? They don't getting away with it. They were trying to pin a robbery on them just because they were there. Well, if, okay. If, if so and so would have ended up dead. They would have, and they would have seen their black asses. That would have been it. They don't have dash cams in the fifties. <laughs> no, I understand that. However, they're gonna pin it on them just because they're out of towners. Where y'all come from? Y'all had to do it. That's how they was treating them anyway. True. And the them that we are talking about is as soon as they get past the county line and get over the hill, there's more cops waiting there to pull them over from the fucking next county. I was like, yo, that is so trash. And those, because of course, you know, Howdy Doody fuck, radioed back and was like, hey, there's color people about to cross this line. So it was like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And of course, though, and not of course, but those officers pulled him out the car and take him into the woods. And it was like, wow, like, he's really going to pull these folk out their car and just take him in the woods and fuck with him and like, and possibly kill him just because they're black. Out of town or is it that? You don't know. You don't. <sighs> They, they okay. were passing through. They weren't trying to stay there. This is what I was trying to say earlier. When they got out of the car before the U-turn thing, he was staring into the woods, and he was saying something about a Shogoth or something like that, a massive blob from the Lovecraft stories. And then they got pulled over. But he was looking in that. He was looking in, because they seen something move in the woods. You know what I mean? And then all of that bullshit happened. However, he is a big sci-fi nut, and I remember that, and then that's when all the bullshit started. But that's what I wanted to say from earlier. Because, like, are they in Massachusetts? And Devon County is not a real place. Okay. Um, how many states are there between Chicago and Massachusetts, like, that they had to drive through? I didn't even think to look that up earlier, but I feel like that's a bit of a drive when you're driving from Chicago to anywhere in Massachusetts. Like, you go through a good amount of states, but... Um, so they get out of there, they get into the woods, and while these cops have them in the woods and push them on the ground, this is when it kicks it up another notch. So we're about three quarters of the way through the show, and we've got a whole lot of history and racism, and now we get to the sci-fi horror. This is where it comes into play in the first episode. You get these fucking monsters, like one of them just rips one of the cops' arms off, like bites it square off. And takes them out. Yeah, they look similar to the ones from A Quiet Place, except like they had eyes, clearly. Ah, I didn't even think of that. You're right. You do like the things from A Quiet Place. Those monsters come out and take them out, and then everybody starts running. The amount of blood that was on them as they were running away, I appreciated. I was like, okay, we're not going to shy away from 
a little gore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and they, fr- they were on the ground with mad blood. Like, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's when he called him Officer Hunt. Or Officer... Yeah, that's when he called him Officer Hunt. And he was like, if you're not... If you don't know me, then why do you know my name? And then shit got real again, so he didn't have to explain why he knew his name. Speaking of which, like, at that moment, I thought that was the cop... That wasn't the cop who had pulled them over... He must have went with him. Because that's what I was like. I thought that was him. Did he die? No. Is he the guy that turned? I don't know. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. So they call us the woods, make this cabin. And this is where we start to put together that the whole, like, they only came out in the dark. The one cop you mentioned who had got bit, like, starts doing some weird shit. Like, he's turning into something else. And he was like, hey, so what happens when a vampire gets bit by another, or a person gets bit by a vampire and they turn? And the cop turns into this weird fucking thing, takes out the other cop. And now we got monster monsters. I didn't understand the hesitation with that cop and shooting him at that point. Yeah. Well, when you got black people yelling at you, you need to uh, shoot him. <laughs> They're probably, he's like, I'd rather die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> rather get my neck ripped out. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it was because the black folk told him, you need, you need to shoot him. That he hesitated and was like looking like, what the fuck is going on? So then we get that these things are scared of the light or not fans of the light and they have a fucking flashlight there with them. They shine his face. And at this point, uh, Atticus was going to go for the car so they had like light lights and didn't get the fuck out of Dodge. And the cop was like, no, you can't go anywhere because you're going to leave us. She has to go. Now, why do they think she wouldn't leave? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like, and Attic, like, he was there with the two of them. Like, did you think that he was going to leave his family? In the woods with y'all crazy white folks, but she wouldn't. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, uh, why would, like, he would be more likely to come back and get his girl than, like, I might tell my girl to go and be out. Yeah, go get help. Like, don't come back. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I'm going to be back. (laughs) Uh, So she leaves. And this is great. Another thing I loved about this is when she ran through them woods, she was like, you know, I got this. I'll be okay. I ran track in high school. Yo, Journey Smollett sure enough pulled out the full-on track run through the woods. Like, there was not going to be no falling down. There was no half-ass Friday the 13th running. She pulled out the jets and hauled ass through the woods. Like, perfect form and all. Teenage girl from from us. Yes. Yes. Uh, Black people running in scary movies is, like, serious. I'm getting the fuck out of here. ain't playing around. So... She makes it to the car, encounters more of these fucking monsters, gets back to them in the cabin, has to crash through the door, the building, of course, because what kind of show would it be if you didn't crash a car through a cabin? They're all good. And as they're leaving or trying to get out the cabin, because now the car is not usable, she can just back it out to the wall. They're throwing out a bunch of flares. Where the fuck they get all these flares from? They have a shit ton of flares. No one has Smart. that many flares And in the they car. put them out real quick, too. Smart. <laughs> Smart television. <laughs> when uh when when they picked up Journey Smollett uh when they were explaining why she was going on a trip, the wife came and she had a whole checklist of things that they needed to have to go on their trip. And flares was one like of them. Fifty flares though? Hey look, let me say let me tell you what, okay? Hey, maybe that's what black people needed in life. I don't we don't need flares ever, so maybe they needed them. Stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Dexter, how many flares do you have in your car? I've never had a flare in my life. Okay. Do you ever. have a road hazard kit in your car? No. 
I don't. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Just I check. can't even find my emergency thing. They got all <laughs> these fucking flares out there. And it's keeping the monsters at bay. And then we hear a whistle. Someone whistles or something whistles. There's a whistle, a distant whistle. And the monsters retreat. And they then continue on, on foot to where they're going. Which is this big ass house looks like the Sanctum Santorium from Doctor Strange. Knock on the door, still covered in blood, still fully covered in blood. And the whitest of white people opens up the door because he's like pale, blonde with blue eyes. <laughs> opens the door and is like, hey, we've been waiting for you. Welcome home. And they're looking like, what the fuck? That's how the show ends. So it ends with them getting to their destination. Now, I don't really want to. Did both of y'all watch the preview for what's coming up on this season? No, I didn't watch the preview. Okay. I didn't either. Oh, well, good, because I didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I, got, I got an update. Huh? I got an update. Okay, go ahead. What? The cop that pulled them over, that was talking shit to them, somehow, someway, he was in the woods with them as well. He is the guy with the arm that was blowing off. He had the gun. He is the guy who turned and jumped out the window. So... That makes sense because he's kind of a, you know, he's kind of a, a significant character. And now he's going to play the big monkey thing. And I'm sure we'll see him later in the season. But that was that guy. He okay. was the, he, uh, Officer Hunt is the guy who, and maybe that's why they kind of had the whole stalling thing happen because they had to show you what was going to happen and what they're capable of. So Officer Hunt is the first person that you see get turned and then you see what type of shit they can do. (laughs) How he mutated. It looked like he mutated twice, right? Or maybe he mutated fully because he looked like he was turning at first and then he ripped off dude's whole face and then he started to get bigger. Yes, that's that's gonna be interesting to see what those fucking creatures were once it's all said and done, or once we get to it. So the cuckoos. <laughs> the cuckoos. Is that what they're called? No. Or did you just make that up? That's a that's like a, never mind. Okay. I'm old. Mm, yeah, you old old. <laughs> so that's what ends. Um the previews for what's coming on the season uh showed I'm not we're not yeah, we're not gonna talk about those. So overall opinions of the show. Dexter, what you think? Gold. Pilot was gold. That was very good pilot. Um, Armani, what do you think? I'm looking forward to it. I'm um I'm wondering if it's gonna be like the Goosebumps movie, how it's like basically all the books, like all the characters from all the books start coming out. I mean, I've never read a, like any Lovecraft books. Nah, they gonna be no care. I can tell you, there's no characters from any Lovecraft books, other than the Cthulhu monster, which is kind of what they showed in the very beginning of the show. Other than that. You know, I don't, I don't see. I mean, one of his most famous uh, stories was the rats in the walls. Um, there was a cat in that that was called Nigger Man. That was the name of the cat, which was later changed to like Black Tom. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna see any of the folks from his books in it. I think the reason why it's called Lovecraft Country is because where it takes place, and the author, like other people in the Lovecraft circle, borrowed from the, the you know, the Lovecraft Cthulhu mythos. With the monsters. So it's just an homage to... Or pulling from that style. Which other writers have done as well. Um, 
it was a very good pilot. I did enjoy it. I thought it was really well done. I guess we're going to be watching this weekly. So Sunday night. So this is a new Sunday night series on HBO. HBO Sunday nights typically do not fail. Watchmen is the only show that I can think of that's only got one season and it deserved more. Watchmen. Oh, yeah, that was a limited series. Right. Yeah. At the end, of they said that's not coming back for another season. They're not doing another season. That's shit. So are we ready for a weekly series again? Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready for a weekly not binging a show? How do y'all feel about that? I'm trying to be ready for it. You know how I feel about it already. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want it. Who asked for this? No, nah, let me stop. No, nah, let me stop. I understand that it's traditional. However, I like to I like to build it up and watch, you know, because now... I think this is the best way to get disappointed with episodes. I think if you watch it in a binge capacity, you don't care about the episodes as much because you'll go right to the next episode and ingest that one. Like, you, you watch it in its entirety differently. Like, if next week isn't popping, we're going to be like, wasn't like last week. <laughs> I mean, I personally like weekly shows. I like the breaking up. Just, I guess because we watch so much stuff. So I like, I like, I like the, I like the weekly format of shows. While I will binge something, when I do it, I'm often at the end of it, I'm just like, fuck, man, now what? So, and I appreciate that, like, people put a lot of time and effort into recording these shows. Like, you could spend a year making a series and then someone watches it in fucking eight hours and it's done. But you've spent a year of your life creating this or more. And it's just like, you'll watch it and just so quickly and it's such a fleeting moment. So, I like I call them, it's like, a, like, what, like a movie? <laughs> Yes, like I'm <laughs> like how they spend years doing a movie and you watch it for two and a half hours and everybody gets paid and everybody's happy. Yes, it's fine. Like, yo, I hate yo, hate you traditionalists. Dang. Armani, you don't want to wait, right? <laughs> no. I can't. I don't like the anticipation. I don't like cliffhangers. Like, me neither. Like, this is, like, that's, see, that's the thing. These cliffhangers and all of that, they're made for this weekly, what, what do you call it? What do you call it in gaming? It's a slow drip. They give it to you little by little. It's like, mm-hmm. I ain't asked for it little by little. Just give it to me. Let me ingest it how I need to ingest it. I guess so. You guys say so. Um, there's a lot so, of people. There's a lot of people out there that won't watch it because it only got one one episode. That's true. I mean, you're very right. You you're right. However, there will be live tweets on Sunday. So if you do not plan on watching the show on a weekly basis when it airs, I would avoid Twitter. Um, that was the one thing I was happy to see because there hasn't been anything since Game of Thrones ended that's been like worthy of a weekly live tweet in the, the the blurred community and it was nice to see it again. Uh, okay, so Lovecraft Country. We're going to watch it next week and then we'll talk about it again. Anything that anyone has watched recently, like honorable, notable mentions, things worth watching? Uh, P-Valley on Stars is a pretty good show. What is that it's, about? Um, it's more like a, it's a drama that kind of focuses on this strip club and um not death valley no because they're in like mississippi it's a little far from death valley trip club mississippi is what the show is about on stars yeah but it's it's mainly black people 
Uh, I'm trying to find something to compare it to. No need to compare. Okay. Uh, Dexter, anything you want to throw out there, honorable mention, people should watch, people maybe should check out? Did you guys already talk about Hunters on here? No, we have not talked about Hunters. All right. Well, I just finished Hunters, and I think it's worth the watch. It was pretty good. I liked it. I still have the last episode of Hunters to finish, so I've done everything but the last episode. You got to watch the end, because the end has the twist. Yeah, I've heard the ending is really good. Um... Trying to think of what else. I also watched that other show with Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Little Fires Everywhere, and you gave us your stamp of approval. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I understand why at first people have watched it and decided not to watch the rest. Because it takes about three episodes for the real shit to happen. Like the shit that the shit that makes you really invested and you're like oh, oh, oh you know what i mean like because it's a lot of um twisted not twisted in the sense of like um you know horror movie or anything like that just twisted in the sense of like intertwined like th- their lives get intertwined in a weird way that i don't think has been done on television too many times so it's very interesting to see the dynamic of this rich white family and this single white mother who has a secret and single black mother has a secret. What I say, white? Yes, you did. Yeah, my bad. The the white woman's not single at all. But there's also, you know, a twist with uh with a struggling Asian woman and situation with the baby. Check it out, y'all, for real. It was pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be watching it or not. However, what do you mean you're supposed to be watching it or not? There's no there's no representation of a man in the show in the sense of like there's you know, there's what the boys, I guess, go. It's really a perspective of maybe about six or seven different girls. You know what I mean? And there's guys, there's dudes, you know, there's sons and there's a father in the family. However, the story is not revolved around them. They're just kind of pawns in the stories of the sisters and the story of Carrie Washington and her daughter. Like, so when I say I shouldn't be watching it, it doesn't necessarily mean that I can't be watching it. However, it's not um, what you would call a quote-unquote dude show. Like, it's a lot of extremely complex female stuff you know what I mean matter of fact it might be every they might cover every female thing that a girl ever goes through you know and I don't know if I can say that because I'm not qualified to say such a thing however you know there's not a lot of you know what the guys are going through except for the little boy and him dealing with what his older brother inherently does to him I don't know I'm running off the mouth however it's a good show. Y'all should watch it. Okay. At some point, maybe I'll pick it back up then. We'll see. Um, mine mention is going to go to Train to Busan because we have not had a podcast since we watched it. And Train to Busan was absolutely amazing. And probably my new favorite horror movie. I mean, not horror movie. New zo- my new favorite zombie movie is definitely Train to Busan. And I cannot wait to watch the sequel. So that's my honorable mention. Armand, are we about to say something? We're about to say something. Okay. Um, anything else that we haven't talked about that's going on in 
nerd or blurred culture that needs to be discussed talk about what are y'all playing right now video game wise um i just finished ghost of shishima and that's about it how did you like it it was good it was a short little game but it had a lot of substance substance to it how did you play it what do you mean difficulty color i played it on normal and just in color okay did you play it in english yeah I played it with subtitles english. at all i with subtitles yeah but it was in english okay so you played english english yeah um i'm working on it right now in color in english once i finish it maybe i'll go back and do it in a kurosawa mode just then the black and white yeah black and white japanese dexter what are you playing anything i start i started that however <laughs> i can't say that i'm playing it all i'm playing right now is fall guys uh, yes, which brings us to this month's free PlayStation games, which is Fall Guys and the campaign for Modern Warfare 2. Fall Guys is the game that we... This game should have came out earlier in the pandemic. Like, this is the game that we needed to de-stress, I feel like. Even though it's, like, so stressful to me because I have no patience. But it is an absolutely amazingly fun, like, uh, it's what, 50 players on a... When you start, it's, like, 50 60. people? 60. 60. They slept, yo. <laughs> they missed out on all the bread. <laughs> they did. Because if they would have dropped, because they're not even, they're not even, what do you call it, uh, multi-system? Yeah, it is a PlayStation exclusive right now. Oh, no, like, so they missed out PC on all the bread. So, you know what? I will agree in that this game, well, I don't know when this game was actually made, because there are people who have actually paid the $20 for it. Because it was 19.99 on PlayStation on Steam. If they had to drop this earlier in the year for the free month, and with all of this, you know, Steam that it's picked up and how big it's gotten, people would then have paid the twenty dollars later for it. But I think like it blew up so fast, and right now everyone's gonna cop it free, and they'll probably end up on Game Pass. I'm sure. Whenever it grows, you know, to Xbox, it'll be on Xbox at some point. There's no way this game does not end up on Xbox and Nintendo at some point. I'll give them some money. You would pay for you'd you'd pay the twenty dollars for it? No, not only would I pay them twenty the twenty dollars, I would give them money periodically for them to actually give me content. I don't care about decorating my egg or my bean or whatever it is. (laughs) However, there's levels if you know if they expand their gaming experience like there's so much that they could do with that it's real mario party-ish and you know real family fun you know what i mean so yeah like if they if they give you stuff periodically i will give them a couple of dollars as of right now there is nothing in like there's no buy to upgrade your players like as you win you get points that you can spend in game so um, it legitimately is a totally free game and worth the download to play it. You can, it's co-op with three people. I think you do three. We just haven't tried more than three, but it seems like you can do three people together. If you can get at least three people, like two other people to play with, you could do damage in this game. Like if you put together a little squad, one try to play it. Very puzzle oriented. So check out Fall Guys. Fall Guys is going to be a late sleeper for game of the year, I think. That's that fucking Yoshi's Woolly Crafted World bullshit that pops Aww. up in there. And you're just like, how the fuck did that get nominated for game of the year? Where did it come from? This is that game. This is a disruptor. It doesn't deserve that. Uh, I mean, it's... That you, know how, you know how early you were talking about how somebody works? 
for a year and whatever for something like that is something to be mad at. <laughs> if you come out with ghosts, you come out with that. You spend all that time doing that and cyberpunk and all these games, and then that the egg jumping over the hill, the bean falling in the, on a ramp. <laughs> gets fucking nominated for game of the year. Yeah, no, if I work for Sucker Punch and then and the, if that gets nominated for game of the year, everyone else deserves to be pissed, rightfully so. Although I think, oh, Ghost of Tsushima just announced that this fall there will be a free online co op mode. Totally free to download where you can team up with like three other people so you can do a samurai squad of four and there's additional story and content that you play out with these people. Um, you can do it at least two people, but the more people that you play with, the more story you do. And I was thinking of custom samurai because I got really excited when I first seen it. It is not. You would be playing as people who appear in the game. So four people from somewhere throughout the game, you'll be able to pick which character you want to play to expand upon their story and journey. And yeah, that's pretty dope. I like it. It's free. It's coming this fall. I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that in games. Like, the game's going to be released, and then online multiplayer modes will come later. Because when Last of Us 2 was announced, that was, there was a big funk over the online co-op was not going to be there. There was no online for it. But I'm like, I didn't even barely played the fucking online for yeah, the so first one. Do we one. need like, an online for everything? Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. You're right. For everything, so... But yeah, so that's coming later on this year. I think that's it. I think that's all I got. The Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2. Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Uh, Xbox is doing away with their membership Game Pass. Uh, the 12, Basically, the 12-month Xbox Live membership is has disappeared. You can't buy it anymore. So they are banking on Game Pass Ultimate is what they're going with. Um, oh, their next-gen launch title. Was delayed till 2021. A lot of games being delayed till 2021. Halo Infinite is now a 2021 game. It's not coming out this fall with the system, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. Not surprising. I say because with the way everything is right now, I don't think they're gonna be able to release games on a set calendar how they usually do. That game's not ready to come out yet. Based on what we saw from the Xbox, like their little event. That game did not look anywhere near done for a November release. Like, that just was not ready for that. That means they're about to launch a next-gen system and bank on almost this-gen titles. Like, there's not really any next-gen titles that they are launching with a next-gen system, which I find interesting. It is interesting that Call of Duty hasn't had any news now. No, because that's still going to come out as a... PS4, Xbox One game. I don't think the, this year's Call of Duty is not going to be a next-gen game. Although, I don't think next year is going to be totally next-gen either. I think next year we're still going to get PS4 games. Like, there's still PS4 games slated to release through, like, at least March. If I'm not mistaken. March or April. So you think Call of Duty is going to stay behind the curve until next November? Um... Possibly, I I would say I don't think we're going to see a PS5 exclusive Call of Duty until 2022, to be honest. Hmm. 
too many people are still buying PS4s and Xbox One Xs. Although Xbox did discontinue the Xbox One X, they are no longer making them. That's bold. Oh, that's fuck, ain't it? Um, <laughs> so they've discontinued the Xbox One X, and uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna get this year and next year's Call of Duties will be on this this gen systems. I'm gonna go out on a ledge and say that. Yeah, that's real bold. I feel like that's either gonna make or break Xbox. No, they're not hurting for money. They make money off a of PC. And they're selling... They're not even selling a system. They're selling an online experience. They're banking on Game Pass. Because they said everything they show is going to be free day one on Game Pass Ultimate. Which you can play anywhere. And there's this great xCloud. So you can play it on your Android phone. You can play it on your PC. You don't even need to fucking buy an Xbox to even play next-gen Xbox games. You just have to have a PC at least. If you have a good gaming PC... That's really all you need, to be honest. Yeah. So, all right. Is that it for gaming as well? There's rumors that they were going to announce Call of Duty on its own platform. Yeah, because people were saying that they've seen a trailer that's hinting that the next Black Ops is Russia. Maybe Russian-based. I just hope it's boots on the ground with a campaign. Because Black Ops had some really good campaigns. We covered TV shows. We covered movies. We covered gaming. Sounds like that's a podcast. That's a podcast. All right. Well, until next time, take care of yourselves and be good to each other.